Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Thursday, the 1st of December. First up, Alex Jones and Kanye West just broke the internet. Ooh, boy. Well, uh, one of the most uh, interesting conversations I've ever seen happen uh, is going on literally right now live on the internet as uh, Mr. Jones has allowed Kanye West to take over his show, essentially to be the producer on his show. And it's already produced innumerable uh, sound bites that are going to follow Ye around forever. And many of his viewers, fans, will tell me that he doesn't care, that he believes that. And I guess I don't know what to think. Part of me, like the human in me, it's like, oh, he's going through it. He's got, he's, he's having him, he's manic. He's going through it. But then like everyone keeps telling me he's not. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But um, one thing I want to say is shout out to Alex. Um, I guess you could say Alex has very little to lose right now in life as he's uh, facing a zillion dollar lawsuit or whatever. But, uh, you know, there are many times, many things that Kanye said that I feel like Alex was wiggling in his seat a little bit he was very uncomfortable it was very obvious that like you know alex doesn't really want to be super associated with some of the things yay is saying there are certain things i believe that yay west says for clickbait for shock factor and i find it's interesting uh you know some of the things like right before he went to commercial at one point he literally said oh well i like that bad guy from ww2 it felt like a joke. So many people in my, there are many people on the internet that are just saying, bro, it's a joke. He's just memeing. If that's true, I haven't really seen any evidence of it. I, it doesn't seem like a meme to me. It seems like he's very serious. Um, Ye has been wronged by many people in his life. Um, and uh, he's lashing out. Uh, but now within like minutes of this line, you know, if he was really thinking about running for president, which, you know, I never really thought he did. Um, you know, that's just over now, you know, like the rapper and, 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 uh, I'm not, you know, Ro- Rolling Stone is a leftist outlet, so I'm not going to take a lot of their, uh, their, uh, how do I say editorialization? Um, you see like, you know, every human has some sort of value they brought to the table is especially the bad guy from WW2. Yay said, I mean, I'll just play the clip of it. And now people are like, Wait a second. The the so-called crime doesn't deserve the punishment. What did I I thought? That's right. You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I I see I I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew I love everyone and Jewish people are not going to tell me you can love um you know us. And you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts. And you can love what we're, you know, what we're pushing with the pornography. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician, you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good. And I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that fair that they brought to the table. That one. Hey Ron, you're gonna Fair. But then there's this. You said he loved Hitler. They gave him an award. I, I'm just saying, I don't like Nazis, and I don't like what some of the mafias are doing either. I like Literally. Hitler. He also 
said during the interview, quote, we've got to stop dissing the bad guys from WW2 all the time, Ye said after the show returned from the break. So at the show, Ye blamed several subjects mentioned in the broadcast, including the suppression of free speech on, quote, Zionists. He says, you've got a little uh, a bad guy uh, from World War II fetish going on, said Jones, who seemed uncomfortable in the intensity of Ye's opinions. I'm not on the whole Jew thing, Jones said later in the stream. He has been embroiled in public controversy regarding the stream of wild statements made following the backlash to Yeezy fashion show in October in which he displayed White Lives Matter t-shirt. In a series of tweets and interviews, Ye lashed out against his critics, accused the, quote, Jewish media of censoring him and having an agenda against him. In a tweet that saw him temporarily banned from Twitter, Ye was talking about DEFCON, DEFCON 3, and all this kind of stuff. You know, I think... um, if, if Ye is memeing, like, okay, look, if you want to take what he's saying in, in the best possible light, you know, you want to talk about something specific the man did that was beneficial. Um, there are people out there that look at some of their medical testing and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, it's just one of those things that like all of the terrible things that he did were just so vastly far more terrible that it's just one of those positions that it just aren't worth it. By the way, he's also wearing... How do you say this Balenciaga? He's wearing the mask of the company that he's talking about, uh, having like, um, you know, in, in the various embroilments. You can see even on, in this clip, you have. That's right. You're By the way, a couple of things of note that I thought were interesting before I get into the hot takes, right? There are things that Kanye West were saying in this interview that were lucid and you know, made sense. Then there were things that like felt like he was just saying it because he was going out of his mind. Like his whole, um, you know, fly swatter net and Yahoo, Yoohoo thing. I don't know what in the heck he was thinking about that. I, I, I mean, it's weird. He looks insane. And next up today, Elon Musk just destroyed Apple and it gets way worse as Spotify, Facebook and more slam Apple's greed. This has been an interesting week with uh, Elon Musk seemingly seemingly on the ropes, essentially, once some um, rumors started swirling that the Apple App Store might actually remove Twitter, except for one thing. People forgot that Elon Musk is super duper rich and super duper well connected, and it only took a little bit of time before things completely backfired, before people like Mark Zuckerberg the CEO of Netflix, the uh, the CEO of Spotify, uh, a whole bunch of massive companies come out, came out against Apple, and Elon managed to leverage the government against them, completely smacking them down. When everyone thought for sure this was the fight he was going to lose, for you, they were for sure that this was going to sink Elon Musk and Twitter, except it didn't. In fact, it made it stronger. Did Elon Musk meet with Tim Cook? Tycoon post video claiming that Apple boss gave him a tour of the HQ as it's claimed Musk's fit Twitter faces being axed from the App Store. Twitter CEO Elon Musk claims to have met with Apple boss Tim Cook as rumors swirl that the social media app could be banned from Apple and Google over its new content moderation policies, which as far as I understand is no different than YouTube or Facebook at this point. Right, so he wrote, he tweeted, thanks Tim for taking me around Apple's beautiful headquarters. Musk posted alongside a video he claims showed him strolling around the firm's stunning One Infinite Loop Global Headquarters in California. 
Now, it's interesting that this article is wording it as if Elon's lying about that, which we know he didn't because he continued to tweet later on. Musk called out Apple and CEO Cook on November 28th after the company halted advertisements on the social media platform. Quote, Apple has mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Musk wrote, do they hate free speech in America? What's going on here, Tim? Responding to the American commentator Liz Wheeler's tweet that she that he should create his own smartphone if Apple and Google boot him from the App Store, Musk replied that he would do so if there is no other choice. To be totally honest with you, I wish he would anyway. You know, I, I kind of wish there would just be another company that would do it. It's like people can't keep relying on Elon Musk to fix everything, to, to you know, make everyone's problems go away. But, you know, and at some point too, like, you know, there'll be some questions around how much control Elon has. You know, like, oh, he has the phone company. He has the, the cars and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I think a third option would be great. The billionaire then continued on an Apple rampage and called the company out for censorship. Apple has also threatened to withhold Twitter from its app store, but won't tell us why. He later added, who else has Apple censored? Musk wrote. He then posted a poll about whether or not Apple should punish all, publish, punish all censorship, and this is a typo, publish all censorship actions. It has taken that affect customers to which a majority of voters said yes, and later called up the tech store for applying a secret 30% tax on store-bought purchases. Now we know that a lot of people get around this. Spotify, Amazon, and now Twitter look like they're only going to allow people to sign up for, for example, Twitter Blue using Twitter's website, which would mean that the App Store will miss out on the 30% per month fee. Now, what's crazy is that's a lot of dimp. That's a lot of money. I mean, Apple's taking $2.40 out of every $8 in perpetuity. I don't know if they get that. I think it's they get half of that percent on renewals. But still, that's a way too big of a piece of the pie. So Elon just is probably only going to let people sign up for Twitter Blue on their website, which is what I would do too. Now, we do know that Elon did speak with Tim, uh, Tim Cook, and wrote, good conversation. Among other things, we resolved the misunderstanding about Twitter potentially being removed from the App Store. Tim was clear that Apple never considered doing so. Now, what we can say is, you know, what we can point out, point to is that this ban amnesty thing, uh, at least in terms of big names, hasn't really been happening. Uh, we know that that was probably without, you know, unceremoniously or quietly put on hold, which I'm fine with being on hold, but just not forever. For, for right now, what I think is the most important thing for Elon to do is to roll out new features and get people paying $8 a month. That's what his number one focus should be. Uh, then, also while he's doing that, removing shadow banning, removing deboosting stuff, removing um, things that you know people hate about Twitter, making the app faster, making it more accessible. Um, and then you can start looking at banning people or reinstating accounts, stuff like that. Or you know, you start with the start with the plebes. By the way, you know all the people that had you know their old accounts with maybe a couple hundred followers or 10 followers or something, and they got banned, they want those accounts back, bring those people back. Uh, I'm sure they would love to have their, uh, their accounts back. But now this has spiraled. This has turned into one of those instant regret scenarios because now Mark Zuckerberg joins Musk in criticizing Apple's iron grip on the App Store. During a speech at the New York Times DealBook Summit, Zuckerberg said that Apple is the only platform where one company can control what apps get on the device, a situation he characterized as neither sustainable nor good. The founder also noted 
that other systems such as Windows and Android do not exercise such aggressive gatekeeping. Meta controls three of the top four social networking platforms on the App Store, including WhatsApp, Messenger, and Facebook. Twitter ranks first in the App Store's news category. Musk, who officially acquired Twitter last month (laughs) and desires to pivot the social media company's business plan towards a subscription-based model, said that Apple, which levies 30% fee on in-app purchases, enforces a functional tax on the internet. The entrepreneur previously said that Apple has threatened to withhold Twitter from the App Store, also noting that they pulled back their $25 million a quarter in advertising. But it gets worse now. Because now you had Governor Ron DeSantis asserting that a potential move to delist Twitter would constitute a significant abuse of power from Apple. He's providing free speech, and so if Apple responds to that by nuking them from the App Store, I think it would be a huge, huge mistake. The governor said, noting that a response from Congress could be warranted. And this is a guy that very likely could be running for president in six months. How about Spotify CEO? I think it's Daniel Eck. Spotify CEO joins Elon Musk's uh, attack on Apple over its App Store for giving itself every advantage while stifling competition. Interesting. So you have Apple, Facebook, Twitter, three of the top 10, oh, actually, Instagram and WhatsApp, right? Six of the top 10 apps going after the App Store now. Spotify CEO has joined Elon Musk in his attack against Apple over the App Store for giving itself every advantage while stifling competition. On Monday, Elon Musk criticized the 30% fee. We all know this. I don't care about the fee as much as I care about the gatekeeping. Now, Eck, which he claims is a bully, has given itself every advantage while at the same time stifling innovation and hurting consumers. Apple acts in self-interest, but doesn't allow, doesn't seem to care about the law or courts, he wrote on Twitter, highlighting the March 8th tweet from the Coalition of App Fairness, which started, stated Apple did not comply with Dutch antitrust orders. This is bad behavior. This bad behavior is far-reaching, as Elon Musk recently pointed out. Not widely understood, but there's been a lot of talk. Talk is helpful, but action is needed. Now, understand that Daniel Eck is also the guy that has, you know, outside of, you know, removing a bunch of um, Joe Rogan shows upon launching uh, Joe Rogan on Spotify, the Spotify CEO has numerous times stood up against um, censorship and has, has stood by Joe Rogan and suffered the kind of the slings and arrows uh, that he would fa- that he faced, you know? So, I mean, I think... This has been a colossal backfire for Apple because if you if you end up getting Zuckerberg, Eck, and Elon Musk saying, hey, look, we're not going to submit to this ridiculous 30% tax you put on our app, that would be like the best case scenario. Then when you have DeSantis ringing in and other conservative politicians, should be Democrats too, but they don't care. Maybe they'll care more now. Maybe suddenly they'll start caring because we had... That idiot Elizabeth Warren uh, yesterday suddenly, where is that? Suddenly caring about um, one person having too much power on the internet. Here she is. Senator Elizabeth Warren on Elon Musk changes the Twitter. One human should, should not be able to go into a dark room by himself and decide, oh, that person gets heard from, that person doesn't. That's not how it should work. But she was fine when it was Prague Argawal. She was fine when it was Jack Dorsey. <laughs> She's literally describing what happened on Twitter before Musk took over. The irony. 
No, it isn't. That's what's been happening for years. She just didn't have a problem with it because they were silencing the quote right people in her mind, disgusting hypocrisy. Well, maybe suddenly the Democrats will start to care. I think um, Tim, Tim Cook might have overplayed his hand here and uh, Elon put the smack down. And it's going to be interesting to see now that things have settled down today, if he can actually start working on some new features. I like that. The controversy is great for the channel and reporting on it, but I'd also like to see some new features. And next up, Elon Musk responds to Kanye West and media meltdown ensues. Tim Pool caught up in the mess too. The um, most wild live stream on the internet, maybe ever, continues to provide nuggets of information as uh, Kanye continues to um, espouse some, some wild theories even defending uh, the clothing, the embattled clothing line uh, that he's currently wearing, uh, among other things, taking a shot at Tim Pool and basically daring Elon Musk to uh, ban him from the platform on top of um, the outrage around Elon simply replying to a Kanye West tweet. He may not even know anything's going on, but of course, this is the internet and uh, everybody has to freak out. Now, uh, let's get right into everything going on. right now. obviously I covered earlier today uh, about uh, some of the wild things that Kanye is saying. Some of the things he's saying, like if, if I'm trying to look at them in the most charitable light possible, he's trying to say like, hey, I love everybody, but he's also saying it in like the most crazy, absurd way humanly possible. Um, that if, if, if that rings true to you, then maybe that's that makes sense. Some people are saying he's just acting like a gesture. Some people are saying that, you know, he's just going down the road to, uh, you know, I don't know what end at this point, you know, where he's, you know, said some really bizarre things, um, some seemingly to get a rise out of people. Others, it's hard to tell the difference. And now Kanye West dares Elon Musk to ban him by handing his Twitter account over to uh, Alex and Nick, two people who are, of course, banned on the platform. Uh, and Elon responding to this. And the, what's interesting is the media's response to all this, too. How they're like, oh, so-and-so silent. So-and-so has, hasn't disavowed. So-and-so hasn't. Look, you know, is it po you know, it's possible that maybe they're doing something else right now? Like maybe they're just, you know, not watching a live stream on, you know, Infowars. The rapper formerly known... As Kanye West said on Thursday, he plans to give uh, Nick and right-wing conspiracy monger Alex Jones the keys to his Twitter account in protest against Elon, against Elon Musk's stance that he won't let Jones back on the platform after a 2018 ban. I got a Twitter account, and today I'm going to ha have Nick and Alex tweet from my account. Mr. West, who now goes by Ye, said on Jones's Infowars show as part of a, a bizarre rant where he praised some of the things that the bad guy from WW2 did. Um, you know, it's a little bit hypocritical that Elon Musk said he was purchasing Twitter to create a free speech environment. Nick said in West 2024 presidential campaign advisor, he said that free speech is a thing that goes to save the West and our civilization. Yet he has taken exception to you, Alex, for seemingly some seemingly specific reason, maybe personal to him, but certainly not principled. Uh, you know, I think that ultimately the idea that, you know, I don't agree with Elon's um, you know, feelings over facts banning of Alex. I think if you're going to provide ban amnesty like he promised, then that's exactly what you have to do. And 
as of right now, he hasn't done that. So it's it's kind of a wild time to be you know following the story because if he does, then he really should unban Alex and he shouldn't let his personal beef uh, with some of the things he said lead to it because that's what Jack Dorsey did and that's what Prague Argawal did and that's what other enforcement people did. It should it should be a non-emotional decision. He's back until he breaks the rules. If he breaks the rules and you ban him, then okay. What's interesting is that the tweet from uh, the blonde kid goes, uh, Crisis King, America first, well, let's check us out. Whatever goes to links, you know. Um, another tweet, Ye indicated that Alex had written a previous post declaring, I love the First Amendment, long live Ye. Now, I think that Alex purposely... You know, he, I don't care what anyone says. He was visibly uncomfortable at several times during this interview. Uh, and I think that he, uh, you know, he still wants to be back on Twitter. He still wants to have his platforms back. And he's, he's seen some growth in terms of, you know, the availability of Rumble, um, some of these new tech platforms. So I think Alex's tweet was pretty measured, just saying, I love the First Amendment, long live yay. I pray to Jesus that Elon is for real. Uh, and then Alex signed a piece of paper that they printed the tweet out on, apparently. Also during the interview, Jones offered lukewarm challenges on Kanye West's statements. Again, I'm not sure what people want. You know, this is, for for somebody like me who said, sunlight's the best disinfectant to for bad ideas. I think, you know, Alex, you know, the world needs a guy like Alex. They need a platform for people to say things that may be extremely uncomfortable, extremely unpopular, uh, but it's his right to say those things. Now, people can disagree with it, and many people have, but it's it's been interesting. You see, you know, the House GOP finally deletes Kanye Elon Trump tweet after Kanye West's latest tirade. The more I cover this, the more, you know, I, I accept that I really don't, understand what's going on with Ye. I think that he has been gaslit along, you know, for much of his life. I think that he has uh, definitely, uh, you know, reasons to dislike certain people in his life, specific people in his life. I don't agree with the things he's saying about collectivizing Jewish people. Um, you know, uh, I just don't. And, you know, and and if if you do, then, you know, I hope that I can bring you towards middle a little bit more um i think alex actually tried to do that it was really bizarre in real time to watch alex essentially say like okay well <laughs> he like essentially tried to get um try to get kanye to say like well he's like hey you like hugo boss you like their uniforms you're a designer but like maybe let's not say that he's you know this awesome man look there are i'm not going to deny that there were not scientific advancements that were that were taken advantage of by the world. How they got there was objectionable, deplorable, awful. But we used them. And the Americans brought over some of their um, their doctors and scientists and gave them amnesty. Uh, that's a, you know, that's a true thing. Uh, you know, his claim about the microphones, I, I don't know about that or not. Um, definitely wasn't the microphone that he was using. You know, the party did invent things. And I think it would be cr it would be crazy to like just deny their existence but it's tied with such a heinous history that like <laughs> you know i i think it's careful you know if you're saying it tongue in cheek sure i've made jokes about it before 
I think that that's fine. I think it's fine to acknowledge that some good did come out of that. But I, I don't think that Ye is really, you know, I think it's pretty, it's pretty terrible to gloss over what happened to millions of people and the world war that started after that, you know, and, and all the thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that uh, perished fighting that. I think it's a little disrespectful to just be like, oh, yeah, but microphones, you know. So, of course, now they're like, well, yeah, but Trump hasn't disavowed. By the way, did you notice that Milo wasn't there? Did you notice that? I noticed that. Um, I wonder if he's out, you know, because there were some people like Laura Loomer and stuff like that who called in uh, several times, I think, during the show. And everyone's trying to get a piece of, of yay right now to clout chase. And it's, it's actually just sad to watch. Uh, you see this tweet. Elon responds to it, which is, you knew it was going to cause a problem. But, you know, they're taunting Elon. Essentially, um, Ye, Kanye West should probably, I don't know exactly what the terms of service say. Um, certainly, there's some sort of ban division going on. But if Kanye is, I don't know actually what the rules are. So if it's against the rules, you know, certainly a ban could be forthcoming. I don't know if Elon wants to. It seems like Elon knows him. Um, at least has had him to his home and had conversations with him. He responds and says, Jesus taught love, kindness, and forgiveness. I used to think that turning the other cheek was weak and foolish, but I was the fool for not appreciate, appreciating its profound wisdom. That's what he, re he simply responded to the Jesus is king thing. Um, you know, but like, I don't know if he knows, you know, what, is going on what does you know and a lot of people say why are you amplifying the tweets of a man who earlier today praised the bad guy from ww2 um it's not i don't think he retweeted him he replied to him um you know you see i think he has a right to say what he said about them tonight i also have taken the view that i fundamentally disagree with him and i'm incredibly sad to hear him like this this is what free society looks like and that's fine you know, I think that people can hear what he had to say and disagree with it. You know, people, these are out there for the voters. He also said today that he is not buying Parler, which I never thought he was very serious about Parler anyway. Um, but <laughs> there's a lot of people who are, you know, using this argument to say, hey, you really should unban Alex. You know, you see niche gamers say, I've also had to struggle with holding on to grudges and resentments as well for a long time. It's easier just to let go and let God take care of it. Less stress is best. Yeah. You know, I think if what comes out of this is Alex gets to come back, um, you know, as long as he stays within the rules, you know, you see Lex Friedman, yay, praising the bad guy from WW2 breaks my heart. I don't know. You see um, Shibatoshi Nakamoto saying the people acting like Ye is actually a quote genius preaching against the narrative and speaking up for the people are not just a narcissist are are not just a narcissistic delusional faux intelligent self-destructive person who needs to get genuine assistance for his mental breakdown breaks my brain. I I don't know. I I just think he needs better people around him, people that care about him, um, people that aren't looking to make money off of him, and. Uh, Wow, he's just about burned every bridge possible. Even when after Dave Chappelle today, he roasted uh, Tim Pool with this. Tim Pool is the NPC, you know, and you're a real, a real human being. So no one's ever heard of uh, Tim Pool. You know, you're the legend that is Alex Jones, and you were fighting on the front line, and now we're here with you. You got some. I mean, 
I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Kanye did fly out to Tim's house to go on a show, so I'm pretty sure he's heard of him. So, you know, shout out. But again, he did all this while wearing a Balenciaga, whatever, mask. Uh, I, I, can't, I just can't take him seriously. Uh, I hope he gets some help. And last up today, Joe Biden's non-binary nuclear agent fired for stealing luggage and going to spank parties. We've entered the time where, if you saw my first video today about <laughs> Alex and, and Ye, where, like, fantasy is more believable than reality. And we know that Joe Biden uh, is probably included in that. That said, his uh, nuclear waste guru, many, many of you might not know their title, but you probably recognize a photo. Let's just put this photo up here. This is uh, a, a non-binary Department of Energy uh, official for Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> gets arrested for stealing luggage. But the story is so much crazier than that. And the story starts just a few days ago. Biden's non-binary nuclear waste guru used Vera Bradley bag for a month after stealing it from an airport and unpacking female owner's clothes, but claims it was an accident, keeps job despite being charged, as White, Ho as White House says, literally nothing. Now, there's an update to that, which we're going to get to. A non-binary drag queen working as a, in a senior position in Joe Biden's Department of Energy has admitted to stealing a suitcase from a baggage carousel and using it for their personal travel for the course of a month. At first, Sam Britton, Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Office of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition, told police that they, quote, accidentally took the suitcase with contents worth $2,350 from Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport on September 16th. Britton was not traveling with a checked bag when they arrived in Minnesota and picked up the Vera Bradley 26-inch navy blue hard-sided roller bag worth $300. So they weren't even traveling with luggage, yet they went down. So if you've ever traveled, traveling without a check bag is exclusively how I travel. Like, I'd rather do laundry on vacation than check a bag. So when you don't check a bag, you get off that plane and you can, boom, you can hit the concourse, you get out of there, get in your taxi or your Uber and get on with your life. If you do check a bag, you have to go to a completely different part of the airport, go down, sit there and stand around like an idiot and wait for your stuff to come flying down a, a chute and hope it isn't damaged or opened or missing stuff. All right. So the fact that they weren't even traveling with it, but they went down there anyway and stole a bag to me, seems like it's premeditated. However, he finally came clean and admitted to taking the bag, although blame tiredness for the mistake. Did they own a bag that looked just like it? Was their name on it? Cause you know, your name's on the bag. Britain had been charged with felony theft and on leave from their job in Department of Energy. A hearing is scheduled in the case on December 19th. In the charging documents, police officers said they gave Britain specific instructions on how to return the bag, something that they have failed to do. So they even had a chance to return it. After initially committing the theft, Britain took the bag to a hotel in St. Paul, police say. The bag belonged to a woman who was traveling with her son from New Orleans. Two days later, Britain boarded a flight to Washington, D.C. with the suitcase. So they emptied all the stuff that was in there and then took it, knowing it wasn't theirs, and took it anyway. Some between, sometime between September 18th and October 9th, Britain took a trip to Europe with the same stolen suitcase, documents say. On October 9th, Britain was recorded by surveillance footage bringing the bag through the Washington Dole's International Airport on the return from Europe. 
That same day, Britton was contacted by an officer and Catchmark, a Minneapolis police department. Asked if they had taken the bag that did not belong to them, Britton responded by saying, not that I know of. This is somebody that was in, your president, in the president's close quarters, appointed position as far as I understand. Also, like, what was the investigation like for this? I suppose they probably looked at the, at the luggage rack carousel for that time period and had suspected them for some time. I wonder if they were giving them special treatment to, uh, to have time to return the bag. An hour later, Britton responded to the police and apologized for being, not being completely honest. They admitted to accidentally taking the bag, blaming tiredness for the confusion. In a brief statement on the scandal, the Department of Energy said in a statement, Sam Britton is on leave from the DOE, and actor Kim Petrie is performing the duties. Duties. Now, the incident has drawn the attention of multiple right-wing figures on Twitter. Recently re-elected Congresswoman Lauren Bobbert posted a picture of Britton in a dress and tweeted, This man hired by Joe Biden is a thief. While ex-president Donald Trump's son, Donald Trump Jr., posted a screen grab of the Daily Mail's coverage of the story, who could have seen this coming from they-them. Britain said that they panicked when they realized the bag was not theirs and said that they left the clothing from the bag in their hotel room. When asked why they took the bag and left the clothing, the complaint reads that they did not want to leave the bag in the hotel room, reasoning it was weirder to leave the bag than the clothes. What? Oh my God. If you just take the bag that isn't yours, you, you're like, holy crap. The airport has a shuttle service that will come to wherever you're at, pick up the luggage, and then take it to its rightful owner. It happens every day. People grab the wrong bag. People take the wrong stuff. It happens all the time. This was not that. They also went to all sorts of saucy parties and stuff like that. Um, what's interesting to me uh, is when you look at, you know, the rights coverage of it, non-binary nuclear official charged with stealing a woman's $2,300 worth of luggage. They were later seen using the Vera Bradley suitcase on at least two occasions while traveling to Washington, D.C. So they knew that it wasn't theirs and they were still using it anyway. And they continued to use it anyway. Britain initially denied stealing it. Of course he did. Of course he did. I mean, like, who could have foreseen this? If I had taken the wrong bag, I'm happy to return it. But I don't have the clothes for any other individual, Britain told the officer. That was my clothes when I opened the bag. Also, another lie. However, Britain called the officer back two hours later after the first conversation and confessed to not being honest. Um, not a good look. You know, people do stupid stuff. Uh, stealing something has nothing to do with them being non-binary, but it's it's funny. It's funny to me, especially when you get headlines like this. Exclusive, Biden's married non-binary nuclear waste guru who stole a woman's $2,300 luggage from Airpel hosted spanking seminar at Kink Conference just weeks later under, quote, nuclear nerd nickname that's still in use on a fetish hookup website. This is who's working for your government. I mean, do you see a lot of make bullying great again? Ashley Sinclair, always a good follow there. I remember when background checks mattered. Uh, and he worked for the Trevor Project and joined groups like, I don't know what that is, as a promoter of, well, you know, all sorts of interesting. I tried to pitch this headline of the, the Babylon Bee last week, but he said it was too wordy. I mean, like, what a hilarious, epic self-own. It's just like... Nerdy by nature. <laughs> I don't trust people that embrace nerd the nerddom and think it's act like it's cool. I always feel like they're interlopers. You either are a nerd or you're not. Um, and in this particular case, you're either a thief or you're not a thief. 
which this person clearly is a thief, which is just a hilarious, hilarious, another embarrassment for the Biden administration. And um, by the way, as of today, non-binary department energy official replaced after felony charges. The Department of Energy replaced fired non-binary senior official who had served as the agency's top deputy assistant, secretary for spent fuel and waste disposition after they were charged with felony over an incident at Minneapolis airport. Think about that. They took a $200 piece of luggage. I'm sure they're, I don't know what their salary was, but they certainly could afford a piece of luggage. And they lost their job over it. Like, I, I'm not sure exactly where this fits in like the instant regret column, but this is pretty strong. Marjorie Taylor Greene wrote, stealing women's purses and identity, classic. You see Andy No tweeting a pair of picture. Sarah Britton, a deputy assistant, you know, gets fired. I guess when you're just too much of a girl boss, that's what happens. You see even data race at Google censoring the search results. Not weird at all. Yeah, of course, because, you know, this could pop up. I don't think it has anything to do with them being non-binary. It just has everything to do with them being an idiot. But, uh, you know, the fact that you protect that fact uh, makes a lot of people really curious. Mm -hmm.